Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Counting down movies, music, TV, and pop culture. One top five at a time. And now, here are the two peas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. The recently resurrected Two Peas. We're back. This is our second episode since our return. And we have a old friend of the show, somewhat of a producer of the show, actually, and definitely a host of the show because he's hosting the feed currently. Dan, you know him from Netflix and Swill and uh, probably this show about 150 times. But here he is. Dan, what's up, man? Oh, hi. Hi there. Shalom, as you say. No, I say shalomi. Shalomi, as you say. Top fives is what we do here. And Dan's from Netflix and Swill, as I said. So I figured, what can we do this Netflix related? But it was kind of prominent right now because we're discussing Stranger Things, which, of course, just had its wrap up in season four, right, Dan? When this comes Wait, out. Yes, when this comes out. Yes. Yes, yes. So, do you want to do, you don't want to do like an angry rant about the release schedule for Stranger Things, or do you want to do that real quick? Uh, I mean, I mean you I were could displeased rant about, with it. No, I'm not that displeased with it. Uh, Caleb's more displeased with it than I am. Yeah, uh, why did they do the break and the two, like, two-hour episode? Like, why? Oh, well, so here's here's the beauty of it, Gerald. This tells me you don't listen to our <laughs> podcast, because I explicitly no, said I, why they did this. I do, but I thought maybe some of the folks listening uh, to this might oh, not have heard okay. your okay. take. Uh, the, the, here, here's what it is. So... <clears throat> Well, there's two things about this, as I try to change this one person's PTO policy, because currently I'm working as I'm <laughs> recording this episode. So the general gist was this. Netflix releases, and this isn't coincidental, uh, released part one over Memorial Day weekend, which is the big U.S. holiday. Mm-hmm. They released part two over the July 4th holiday, which is the other big U.S. holiday. Mm-hmm. So that way they can inflate their numbers and be like, look at all these people who watched our shit within like the first four days of it being on our platform mm-hmm. because they, they got nothing better to do. Uh, also, what they did was they put part one at the end of May. So you subscribe for the end of May. You are then subscribed through all of June. And on the 1st of July, you're subscribed. So in theory, they have your money for three months. Right, because you can't cancel your subscription and get the end of it. All right. I mean, so very you, you could just you could just be a, a person with, you know, restraint and just wait till it's all out. <laughs> Yeah, it's just tough to do that on social media these days, man. Plus, I mean, I love Stranger Things, so I was excited for it to come back. What do you think of this season four? What do you think? Uh, tenuous. Yeah, still, it's still tentative. I, I, I don't get screeners from Netflix. I have no idea what's happening. Uh, for all I know, uh, fucking Vecna wins, and <laughs> season five is canceled. <laughs> uh, plot twist. All right. Well, what are we count down? 
tonight, Dan. This is a topic that uh, we had something else in the bank, too. What was it? We were going to do something else, and then I was like, oh, we were going to do movies that are longer than three hours. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that was was like a joke, because, like... No, I kind of want to do that. I mean, yeah, that'd be hilarious, considering you have, like, like, you, the first fucking thing you did as soon as you started, (laughs) you sat down to watch Stranger Things. (laughs) This is right. You fucking come into the two-piece chat, like, why the fuck are these episodes so long? Yeah, I hated it immediately. Yeah. And, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I really like this. Yeah, this never mind, is, never mind. This, this is okay. Season. And it's like, yeah. it's like, Gerald, just shut the fuck up and watch the thing. <laughs> like you you and Paul, like, dear God, like, your penis has got to be so small to see, to be fearful of something that big. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to refute your statement, but uh, <laughs> it's possible. What are we counting down tonight in relation to Stranger Things? Tell the guys. Uh, top five Stranger Things characters. There you go. So characters from the show. We also consider doing scenes, but I feel like that would be a lot more research, if I'm being honest, because I would yeah, have so to. Yeah, so it require me to actually watch the whole fucking thing. Yeah, I'd have to remember and you know watch clips on YouTube at a minimum uh, to try to come up with my favorite scenes, which maybe we could do that someday in the future. But tonight what we're doing done? our uh, Stranger Things characters. So Dan, uh, where does I guess before I ask you like how you kind of came up with your list and if it was an easy one for you to come up with, which you can tell me. But where does Stranger Things kind of like rank for you? Tell the listeners in terms of like Netflix programming. Is it one of the all time greats in your opinion, or just kind of middle I, of the road? I mean, it's like the most important one. Yeah. Uh, where does it rank uh, in terms of Netflix's pantheon for me? Uh, near the top, definitely. But it, it, I wouldn't say it's the best thing they've ever done. So all the characters they have on this show, both main characters and, you know, side characters, even cameos to a certain extent. Uh, what, what do you think when you came up with your list? I mean, was it an easy one for you to narrow down? No, because, like, I don't <laughs> – this is going to sound dumb and stupid, but, like, I – I, I don't really like there. There are characters I definitely like for sure. For the most part, I, I like the story more than I like the characters. Uh, there are some characters that are insufferable, mm-hmm. especially amongst the main cast and characters I'm just completely indifferent towards, especially among the main cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, fan favorite, like one off characters that people love for no fucking reason. Uh, I'm sure you're going to pull out one of them, and I'm going to quit the episode uh, halfway through. Okay, okay. I, I wanted to stick to ma- ma- mostly main characters, because I like seeing people grow. Uh, I also like, you know, your random comedic relief characters and, and such. Sure, sure. Well, I'm kind of in agreement with you, you know. I mean, looking at my list, I mean, there's a couple characters that are definitely not main, main characters, at least not throughout the entire series. But most of them are. And I don't know, this, this group, and I know you... I know you really well, so I know you're not into the, like, you know, Goonies, Stand By Me kind of vibe of the young kids kind of going on adventures, especially when you have throwback to, like, the 80s. Am I right there? Is that fair, is that fair to say? No. I, I mean, I like the first season uh, and their adventure there. It's just, like, how, how they develop the kids from, from that point after the first season, uh, I just don't think they thought it out very well, because mm-hmm. uh, some of their decisions and some of their character choices make no fucking sense. Yeah. I get that. I think, you know, you made a good point that I actually hadn't thought about until right now, but I guess the show is definitely like story driven um, with the exception of a couple notable characters. It's not like a character piece show. I mean, you're watching it to kind of see what happens with the supernatural and the storyline. So that's a good point there. But when I was coming up with my list, it came to me really quickly. In fact, I made it just like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I made it in like two minutes. I was like, all right, this is easy. I got one curveball in there, which uh, we'll get to here in a second. But generally no, I'm speaking, it's a stroke. 
<laughs> generally speaking, it's it's the main cast for the most part. Uh, and I do like the development and the growth of some of these characters too, which we'll talk about why they made my list when we get there. But we're doing our top five characters from Stranger Things as season four just wrapped up. We won't, or we're not going to do, let's just let everybody know, we're not going to do spoilers for season four, I don't think, right? Let's just stay away from that. Is that okay with you? Uh, yeah, I don't, in I don't care. Yeah, in case no one's seen that yet. So you won't be spoiled on the most recent season if you haven't seen it yet. So feel free to continue listening if you still are. Dan, I'm going to let you get us started, man. Why don't you hit us with your, and you're working at the same time. You're, you're a trooper, man. So I know you're busy and everything, but what's your number five character from Stranger Things? My number five character from Stranger Things is Dustin. Uh, everyone everyone loves our, our little fucking dork mm-hmm. who, you know, is the the data of the group who who is the nerd who comes up with all the sh- all the shit. Like uh, he he has them all run radios, like he's very interested in radios and it's actually like how how the plot of season 3 even starts in the first place is that Dustin intercepts radio waves from the fucking Russians mm-hmm. to find that they're <laughs> they're in Hawkins at the mall. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, he's he's probably the most lovable of the kids. Uh, he's my only kid on the list Ooh, because wow. of just okay. like yeah, I, the kids the kids are the kids have become the worst part of the show, which sucks because they were originally the part of the show that we had to care about, like that they <laughs> they were our conduit into the show, uh, and now they are as they grow up, they're becoming uh, increasingly insufferable. Wow. Well, I was going to ask at the top, I forgot to do this, but I was going to ask if he thought we would have any crossover, and we do immediately, because he's on my list also. But I don't think we're going to have any more crossover, because I do have a few other kids on my list. So that's interesting. They- All right. Well, what you you and I define as kids are, pro- are probably different, okay. because right. like he is like one of the kids. Like younger kids. There are kids. other kids gotcha. that are on my list, but <laughs> you know, not like... Kids who were like four years old when we first ran into them. Okay, gotcha. So Dustin is your number five. That's a great pick. I love that character as well. My number five is a side character, not a prominent character. And, uh, you know, I was going through a list of characters online on Google, and I was like, oh, yes. So this is Creepy Gerald's pick at number five, but it is Mrs. Karen Wheeler. Oh, okay. All right. Can I say MILF? I can say MILF on this show. Oh, oh yeah, bro. She, MILF. Uh, like, come on. Absolute MILF. There's this the, season three. I think it was three was the whole thing where she was like seducing Billy the whole time. So season one, season two, at two? the end, when Billy comes to pick up Nancy or or like he's looking for Max and Mrs. Wheeler opens the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we, we get like, oh, <laughs> Billy wants to fuck this. <laughs> yeah. This mom. Right. And we're like, go, Billy. Fuck this mom. Please. Yeah. And then in season three, you know, they tease it at the end of one episode, at the end of the first episode. But then she's like, eh, I have a duty to my family still. Right. And that's right. When, and that's when Billy crashes, uh, his, I think, his, his car or like runs off the road in, in his car and then gets, uh, you know, what the fuck? What is the word that I'm thinking of? Not It's not like insurrected, but like. Something, something I, uh, by the, uh, the mind flare. Uh, what are you trying to say? I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. Somebody's going to correct me and I'll be like, oh yeah, it's that. I don't know. Anyway, Karen Wheeler, uh, just hot bro. Hot mom, basically. Yeah. And, you know, she's a great mom to Nancy too. I don't know so much Mike later in the series. He's kind of off doing his fucking weird stuff. But, I mean, Mike just sucks. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Mike, but, um, you know. All it, my homies hate Mike. There you go. But, I mean, there's a couple scenes in particular that stand out for me where she was showcased, you know, kind of like her sexiness where she's getting ready to go 
presumably meet Billy and it's like um I think it's uh, I just died in your arms tonight the 80s tunes playing and she's putting her lipstick on and getting all dolled up and then there's another scene that's pretty funny where her and all the other moms are waiting for Billy to get on the lifeguard stand you know and she's in her bathing suit out there kind of checking him out well yeah that's like reverse caddyshack right 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 so I'm a big fan of Carol Wheeler for you know being a really cool like mother figure but also she's got the hot mom thing going so uh, she's my number five. Are you surprised by that one or no? Uh, when you said it, not really. All right, fair. When you said creepy Gerald, I thought, oh, oh no, we're <laughs> no, we're, we're not going that direction. The, no, we didn't go that we're direction. Getting weird Gerald. <laughs> we didn't go that direction. In fact, Karen Wheeler's probably younger than me. So she is. Uh, the actress is forty eight. Oh, just one and one point something years older than me. So that's fine. God, you're fucking ancient. I am. All right, man. That's my five. What do you got at four, buddy? You had Dustin at five. What do you got? All right. This is the only technical side character, although uh, in the most recent season, he's seemingly become a main character. It's Murray Bauman. Yeah. Uh, everyone knows our favorite conspiracy theorist person who's like, hey, the Russians the Russians are putting uh, communism in your Cheerios. And you <laughs> like... You know, we get him. I think we get him a little bit in season one. I don't really remember him too too much in season one, but season two, uh, see season three specific, also like in particular, that's where we probably get the most amount of Murray until uh, you know season four when he joins uh, Joyce on the uh, adventure to Russia to save Hopper from the Russians. Uh, I hope you've watched at least some of Stranger Things so uh, season four to understand what's going on, everybody. Yeah, but um, yeah, like Murray, Murray's just an idiot, and and we love him for it. I mean, he's also like extremely smart. You know, uh, I, I think the biggest missed opportunity was whenever uh, the never ending story part of season three mm. happens. And he's just like, why the fuck are we listening to children sing never ending story? What <laughs> like we we have Russians in Hawkins. Like, why? Why aren't we caring more about that? <laughs> right. Uh, he's a good one. He's in my honorable mentions. I love that actor, too. I need to look it up, Dan. I'll, I can edit this part out. Do you remember the actor for that who portrays uh, him? I don't, but I know he's in a Hulu original movie Yeah, he's been that uh, Julio and Alex did in The Contrarians at one point. I just thought of the word. It's insurrected, not insurrection. Insurrected. It, it's it's a different spelling. of. Uh, it's like the same. It's like somewhat of the same word, but it's like the same pronunciation. Do I have to leave that in? I don't know if you want to. Uh, so that's Brett Gelman, and he's been in a ton of stuff, but I'm trying to see what I know him from, but I do really like him. He was in The Other Guys with uh, Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah. He's um, Ava Mendez's uh, new husband. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Or I think. No, it's not. It's um, who the fuck is he? No. <laughs> He's um. They go to they go to some house to question some woman, and they're like, "Why don't you want to?" He's like, "Why don't you want to fuck my wife?" <laughs> what is that? I don't know that one. Oh, he was also in Mad Men. Yeah, I mean, that, make, that makes sense. Look at his hair. Remember from that. Anyway, uh, Brett Goldman does great as Murray. You're right. That conspiracy theorist, paranoid, kind of like comedic, you know, uh, relief. I mean, he's great. So he's in my honorable mentions. That's a great pick. At your number four, my number four is, and I don't know, you might give me shit for this, but it's Steve Harrington. Oh, that's fucking low as shit, bro. That's my number four. Um, low. Yeah. Low. Go away. Actually, quit your I, own show. I'll, let, me, I, let me finish this. You gonna make me quit already? <laughs> Two weeks yeah, in, you, bro. You're done. I, like that. That's such a bad. That's that's a horrendous. Well, the take. reason he fell down a little bit is because he was such a dick in season one. Yeah, that's the point. I mean, he was a bully. He was an asshole. He was. Yeah, bad. he was bad point. to Nancy, you know. And yeah, that's the point. But I do. I was talking in the intro. I do love his character. I think his character has the most growth in the series. Correct. Where 
his arc is very much from point A to point Z. And, you know, where we have him now is almost like a hero almost. And he's kind of this uh, big brother figure to these smaller kids, which is cool. And, you know, him and Dustin have just just this charming bromance that they have going. And then even more recently, his friendship with Robin is really cool. And I love her character as well. So he he pairs well with other characters, like if we were doing like duos, you know what I mean? But I don't know. His season one kind of brought him down a little bit for me, but I love him. He's obviously in my top five characters, so he's my number four. Are you breathing heavily at me or something going on at work? I'm growling at you. Oh, okay. It's just such, it's just such a horrendous take. It's me. All right. Well, I mean, he's my number four. I mean, that's pretty good. That's such a horrendous take. Like twenty characters. That's not bad. It's a horrendous take. Still, I don't. I, no matter what you say, it's it's a horrendous take. All right. Well, the order was tough for me, but anyway, he's my number four. Uh, so I'm assuming we have a little more crossover then. But what's your number three, Nan? I got Detective Chief Man Jim Jim Hopper. All right. Yeah, I, I like Hopper. Like especially in the first couple seasons. Uh, this season in season four, he's kind of sidelined a bit. Like, yeah, he's got some he's got some things to do, but like, and really, they don't give him much motivation for wanting to get out of Russia outside of just wanting to be out of Russia. So like but like in season in seasons 1 and 2 uh especially like his whole tragic backstory and then like him getting a new surrogate daughter in order to kind of like fill that void. Like they are exact like him and Eleven, like that's actually some of the best stuff that we get from Millie Bobby Brown in the series is when she's with Hopper and being his surrogate daughter mm-hmm. because uh they fill holes that the other needs to be like that they need to be filled. Like she needs a prop- her father figure who actually like gives a shit about her and isn't just like doesn't treat her just like a test subject and he needs a, a new daughter because basically like his daughter died before the events of this of the series so mm-hmm. it, it, it fills that emotional hole that they have in each other's hearts yeah that's true uh hopper is in my honorable mentions okay is that a bad take as well uh it's less of a bad take it was close i put karen wheeler in my five so it was close but i you know i do i do love his character and i love that he is that father figure for 11 and you see the tragedy that he went through you know pre-show and uh, everything you said i agree with 100 percent. i just i don't know when it came to the russia stuff and more recently in season four i don't i don't know i just felt like his character was somewhat like detached from the main story and it was just tough for me to not necessarily care about him but like i was just more invested in what was going on in Hawkins, you know? Yeah, the season four stuff, I, I particularly like the Miami Vice shit that he was doing in, in season three. Yeah. I mean, you throw out throw out all the stuff he had to do with interacting with Eleven and Mike, like in their puberty storyline, basically, and you're just like, eh. <laughs> yeah. That's that's not great. But I mean the, the Miami Vice shit he was doing with Joyce and Murray was pretty fantastic. Yeah, I agree. That was badass. Jim Hopper is Dan's number three. He's a minor honorable mentions. Uh we have not yet mentioned my number three, and it's Max Mayfield, portrayed by Sadie Sink. Uh, she's probably like one of the closer kids to my, to my list. Uh, I, I know why people, I know why you're saying it. I get it. Uh, I just don't vibe with her as much as oh, everybody wow. else does. Okay. I mean, the actress has a lot to do with it. I mean, she's, uh, killing it lately. I mean, you know, we talked about her in Fear Street even, which was a movie I wasn't crazy about, but she killed it in that movie, I thought. And in this role on Stranger Things, you know, what I really respect about Sadie Sink being able to do as a young actress coming into a show like Stranger Things, which is like the biggest thing in the world. And she comes in as this new character in season two and has to kind of like find her own way and kind of make a name for herself in this show that's already so established. And she did it. And now in season four that just ended, you know, she's arguably kind of the centerpiece of that story. You know, we hear the Kate Bush song a million times throughout the season and her wearing the headphones. And, you know, I, I mean, she's just a very pivotal character that 
I didn't see that coming. Like when she was first introduced, I was just like, oh, it's just going to be a side character. She's going to be somebody's love interest and like, you know, her and Lucas and like whatever. And I don't know. I just didn't see her becoming as integral to the story as she did. And I feel like the Duffers and other people involved maybe saw Sadie Sink doing what she does. And they're like, all right, we need to kind of increase this role a little bit. I mean, maybe I don't, I don't know, but she's just definitely from season four. She's my favorite character. And overall in the show, I think very highly of her as well. So that's why she falls at my three. All right. So Max is my three. Dan had Hopper at his three and we're up to our runner ups. Dan, what do you got at number two, man? Uh, I have Something I never thought I'd say at the beginning of the the series. Uh, I have Nancy Wheeler. Oh wow! I thought I considered her. She's in my honorables. Yeah, like if you want to talk about character growth, Nancy's definitely one of the most grown characters in the show. Uh, of course, like she starts off as like the you know the very timid, shy girl. Like, but you know the disappearance of Barb, who I swear to fucking Christ, if you have her on your list, I'm going to beat you to death because Barb is not a real character. Stay tuned. She's a MacGuffin at best. <laughs> I don't know, uh, Nancy, like, the disappearance of Barb really changed a lot in Nancy, and, like, she became more of an independent person. Uh, I mean, yeah, she's with Jonathan, like, their their whole thing in season three is uh, interesting, because it's like that, you, you know, uh, it's... That, se- that season was very much like a she's a woman in a man's world kind of storyline, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like completely shoved down my throat to where I was like, oh, this is horrendous. It's like, no, this is great. Like, again, this, this it's more that 80s shit where it's like the kids are right again. Like the kids know what's happening and they're right and we just need to listen to them. But of course, uh, explaining to people that there is an upside down universe that uh, is like the negative zone to our world is, is kind of impossible. But like, yeah, like she's. One of the only characters that outside of like Hopper and the other police who use guns, like mm-hmm. it's just it's just weird that like, you know, Steve has got a baseball bat and like everybody else has like blunt objects. And Nancy's just like, I have a revolver. <laughs> right. Yeah. But like, but she's a fantastic like she's grown so much from where where she was in episode one to where she is in, you know, the episode seven of season four. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I I really like her too. I mean, she she made my honorable mentions, but I kind of agree with you that along with Steve, she, her arc is probably you know the most intricate. Like she's, in other words, she's grown to where she's so much more different than when we first met her, and a lot of that has to do with the women empowerment kind of thing that you're talking about. So, do you with Nancy? Are you do you care? I mean, do you think Steve or do you think Jonathan in terms of her love interest? Because I didn't really um, like the Jonathan relationship as much as the Steve kind of like playfulness of this last season uh so here's the thing and uh again spoilers for season four if you haven't watched season four ignore this but uh yeah so like her and jonathan are going through some shit and like i almost feel like the her and steve stuff is a red herring at least for now i feel like at the end of this season her and steve are gonna still want or or, or her and jonathan are gonna be, be together but i think by the ultimate conclusion of the show if steve doesn't die which uh, people are reading into a lot of what the duffers are say- have said recently regarding steve and his character because like uh, apparently it was breaking news again despite the fact that i've heard this at least a dozen times but uh steve is supposed to be dead at the end of the first season mm. like he was supposed to come in to fight the demogorgon and get killed but then they like joe Keery's portrayal so much they 
completely changed that. And since then, Steve's character has been a complete change. Uh, like he wasn't supposed. Like they said, he wasn't supposed to make it this far. And everyone reads into that like, oh, Steve's gonna die soon. And it's like maybe for all we know he will, but I doubt it. I, I don't think they're gonna kill like arguably the most popular character in the entire show. Right. And if they do, that would be like some Game of Thrones level shit. That said, a ca- at least one character has to fucking die at this point. There's too many goddamn characters. Yeah, and I, and I think that kind of came to light in season four too, because we got that weird California subplot that I kind of hated in season four. Uh, that that subplot's actually pointless. Like, yeah, there's a reason it's just why we have haven't them. seen it in like three episodes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's just to have those people on the show because they're out there. But it's like, yeah, I, I hated that. In fact, that was one of my, and I know you love when I talk about this, but that was one of my big beefs with like the length of the episodes because it's like, well, do we need all that time out there with these guys? You know, so. I mean, we did get the one shot of like that that whole uh, paramilitary squad popping in to <laughs> kill to kill them. Like that that one shot sequence was awesome. But like, yeah, after that, we we don't need much of them. Like yeah, maybe we the- get like this the Susie thing that happens. But like after that, like and after the Susie thing, admittedly, we we don't even see them for the the seventh episode, which is fantastic. Right, it was great. We don't need to see them ever again. Right. Well, the stoner dude, what's his name that drives the van? Argyle. Yeah, he was cool. You know, a, I mean, a new- we've seen him in a million things. Like he's he's always the stoner character in everything he's in. So yeah. Well, there you go. I like the pick, man. I didn't expect it, to be honest. But Nancy Wheeler is your runner-up. My runner-up, you've mm-hmm. already mentioned, uh, so I'll just reiterate it, but it's Dustin Henderson. Okay, good. Is- uh, I, you, I, when you said that, I'm like, oh, no, he's going to fucking say Barb, and I'm going to beat him to death. God. <laughs> no, no, no. So Dustin's my number two. I mean, kind of everything you said, but I mean, he's just such a likable uh, character. You know, he's the underdog. He's the dork. You know, you mentioned it already. He's this nerdy guy that's just like playing with technology in his bedroom and exploring. And uh, you made a great analogy about him being kind of like the data of the group, the data. So I agree with you. And I just think the actor, it was just perfect casting for this role because that's what he was meant to be is like, you know, he's brave and he'll do these things and the upside down and all this crazy shit that happens around him. But he's still just like this lovable dork, you know, at the end of the day. And his relationship with Steve is awesome, too. It just cracked me up. Was that season... Three, three that they really um yeah. leaned into that yeah well yeah because they bonded at the end of season like towards the end of season two like he he like they were just stuck together for a bit because like i don't know what happened but like all the other kids got oh all the other kids went to fucking hawkins lab and it was just steve dustin and i want to say max but wasn't he and, like locked in the basement of the mall with him too for a long when, with the yeah, little black that's, girl too that's or? yeah that's where erica dustin's or uh lucas's sister erica yeah couldn't remember her name. Fucking D bag. Uh, no, <laughs> but like um, in front of me, bro. She's not on my list. I don't remember her name. Yeah, but I, yeah, but I remember. <laughs> Thank you for that. What was I gonna say? It no, it's um about Steven. So Dustin. like their their friendship was like all galvanized from like their bonding in season two, and then uh, you know obviously some stuff happened over season between seasons two and three, and then uh, again galvanized during season season three as they're locked in you know the the basement of the mall for and the entire run length of the show. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Crossover there for us for uh, Dustin. He was your five. He's my two. And that means we're up to our number ones, Danny Boy. What do you got? Who's your favorite Stranger Things character? He's already been mentioned. Steve. It, it's fucking Steve. Like, come on, Gerald. Oh, Get with the program. Right. It's Steve. Steve, we want to talk about growth and how much I love character growth. 
dear God, dear sweet Jesus, does Steve grow a lot? Because he he starts off as the high school jock, and then and then like he starts to come around towards the end of the season to realize like, oh, maybe I should be you know a bit nicer of a person. And he starts going into that, but then they also feed into like that ego thing that he has whenever Billy shows up because Billy's just better than Steve at everything. Billy just does it all better than what Steve can do, uh, and then. Uh, they they really toy with the um, peaked in high school kind of aspect of his character in season three because like he he could be going off to college like he's he's graduated high school he should be going off to college but instead he's stuck in his hometown uh, working at the uh, fucking scoops ahoy <laughs> and then season four uh, I guess it's a bit more of that but like they're not really hitting on it like now he just works at fucking family video and I guess like he's just like yeah I'm the you know I'm cool with being the guy that peaked in high school like that's not something I ever I ever have to worry about like. Like, yeah, it kind of sucks that I didn't go to college, but, you know, uh, I, I'm more comfortable with where I am now than where I was before. And now it's all about, like, finding Steve the one, which is why, again, I think the whole, like, Steve and Nancy, will they, won't they, I think that'll eventually culminate in something, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that'll be this season. Well, that's a good pick, man. I mean, I'm you know, I'm right there with you. I just, uh, personal. Oh, yeah, right there with per, me. Four. Yeah, per, sure. Personal mm-hmm. preference creeped in, and uh, uh-huh. my number one. So your number one is Steve. My number one has not been mentioned, and it is the uh, face of the show. It's Eleven. Oh God. By Millie Bobby Brown. You know, I mean, I, I can hear you grunting in the background, but I mean, this character is, like I said, the face of the show. She was just thrust into superstardom after the show came out. Uh, nobody knew who she was before Stranger Things as an actress or as a character, and here we have this like almost like a little girl version of Darth Vader uh, who can just like just has so much power and you know is trying to find a, a delicate balance and harnessing that and doing the right thing and her past is so tragic and we see flashbacks of that throughout the series and season 4 some crazy shit going on in the lab that we that is uncovered and just everything that she's been through and how she's able to still or I guess I should say how I'm shocked I am that her that she's not an evil character because of everything that she's been through and all this power that she has. And I think Hopper has a lot to do with that and how, yes. how he kind of was the parental figure kind of guiding her, even though it may have been inadvertently to, you know, to be good and to make the right choices. And then, you know, some of her friends on the show too. So I don't know. She's, in my opinion, at least, it doesn't sound like you might not share the same belief, but in my opinion, she's the hero of this show and she is the crux of the show. Like, you know, without Eleven, there is no Stranger Things and we're not even having this conversation, in my opinion. And I am a big fan of Millie Bobby Brown too. And I think she's, she's done some great stuff in that role. So she's my number one. I mean, okay. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, I I don't I don't agree <laughs> with that last part. I I don't. I'm still unsold on her as an actor. Maybe as a producer. Maybe she's she's something there. But sure. uh, you're not wrong. Uh, but I think the problem again is I compare her a lot to Superman. Where if you look at the Justice League movie and like also like more specifically like the Zack Snyder Justice League movie. Mm-hmm. Do I have to? L- well, yes. But like. Look at look what they had to do. like they had to kill off Superman and then bring him back at the end in order to like a have tension in the first place and b to have to be able to defeat the villain in the first mm-hmm. place because otherwise like these kids wouldn't be able to fucking beat the mind flayer if, if fucking eleven wasn't around right. so like you have to you have to sideline eleven in order for there to be anything because otherwise like eleven could just be like eleven could just rock up and fucking you know vaporize Vecna for all we know I don't know right but like. It's like this season they had to uh, make her lose her powers and then go on a journey to get them back. Now, of course, that's also doing a lot of heavy lifting in terms of like 
establishing what the upside down is or how the upside down was even created in the first place. Uh, so like that's that's fine. But like you look at like season two, what did they do? They fucking removed her from the entire show until like the very end. Uh, it's season three. She's in it a bit, and but like, and the mind flayer shows up. Like it's actually like actually more a bit more powerful than she is. So like they have to you know deal with it in a different way. Uh, they have to fucking like light it on fire in order to, to kill it in the first place. But like, I yeah, I look at I look at the show and I just go, she's <coughs> Superman. And uh, I outside of like a, a few notes here and there, I'm not sure if they've nailed Superman yet as a character in in movies to actually like be a thing where people can like really rally around that. Nick, I know you're listening. No, shut up. Shut up. Don't say what you're about to say. Cause I know you, but yeah, that, what's that's he about why to she's, say? Oh, cause like, what about man of steel? And I'll, <laughs> and you know, sure. But also shut up. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, you're I right. Character. I mean, 11, I know I'm right. 11. It, <laughs> yeah. 11 is that, that character. That's like, if she's there and if she's a full power, then what's the show? Because, you know, it's like similar to like Scarlet Witch in the MCU. Like she's so powerful. Like, you know, Captain Marvel, can, that can be said for like, why aren't they just fucking like bitch slapping Thanos? You right. Know? Captain like, Marvel has to be off in space for the last 20 years because otherwise the entire arc of the Infinity Saga makes no sense. Yeah. Captain Marvel has to be off planet when Thanos shows up because otherwise she just shows up and whoops Thanos. Exactly. Yeah. So you're not wrong, man, as you know. So there we go. Uh, Dan, we're going to do a promo break, which, by the way, I found that promo. Jesus. Oh, good for Jesus, you. Jesus, dude. Nine months in the archives i found it but i'm gonna run it here and then when we come back we'll just wrap up our list and give some honorable mentions dan and everybody else sit tight we'll be right back hello listeners did you know that there's a lot more content where this episode came from as you may know we are an independent podcast and we rely on donations in order to keep going over on our patreon site you will find several ways to stretch your dollar I am currently producing six exclusive series that you can only get there. They include popular ones such as My First Time and 100 G-Tunes. You'll also get regular main top five episodes, just like this one, super early, often weeks in advance. For as little as $1, you can help the show continue. Just visit us over at patreon.com slash two peas on a pod, or you can check the show notes for this very episode. Now let's get back to the countdown. Welcome back, guys. As I said, pre-break, Dan is here from Netflix and Swill, a great friend of the show, and we are discussing our favorite characters from Stranger Things, the Netflix original blockbuster pop culture phenomenon. And uh, we just gave our top five. So, Dan, remind them who your five were again. All right. So my number five was Dustin Henderson, four, Murray Bauman, three, Jim Hopper, two, Nancy Wheeler, and number one, uh... The Prince Zuko surrogate himself, Steve Harrington. <laughs> My number five was A1 MILF, Karen Wheeler. My number four was Steve. Number three was Max. My number two was Dustin, and my number one was Eleven, the show Eleven. That's right, Dan. All right, man. Um, you know what I'm going to do, buddy. You know I'm going to round it out. There's, there's. I don't know if Ashley told you when we recorded, but I'm rounding out my top ten. I mean, good fucking luck. And I have five honorable mentions. Uh, who do you have in your honorables over there, buddy? Will. I have Will. What? Shockingly, yeah. So here's the thing. <laughs> I fucking hate Will. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I, I understand why people would hate Will. I, I actually really do. However, something you need to remember is there, there's, a, there's a few things at play here. First, it seems like he has a sexuality crisis. 
True. Uh, and and we're being that we're in the 80s and he's still unsure of himself. We don't know where he's going with that. So like that's part of his character struggle that we have to like, I don't want to say get over, but it's something we have to take into consideration when we talk about Will. Second, uh, this kid has lost a significant portion of his childhood to the fact that he was in the upside down mm-hmm. and like is still dealing with like post-traumatic stress from that shit. Like, so much so that, like, I, I know people memed on it, but, like, in season three, all he wanted to do was fucking play D&D with his friends. Mm-hmm. And the reason he wanted to do, play D&D with his friends, while everyone's off, like, you know, hanging out with girls and or, or, like, doing their own thing, is because, like, he lost such a significant portion of his life or and mental wellness to towards the upside down that he has to, like he's trying to recapture that in any way shape or form that he can mm, that's fair so like so there there's that like it's like a, it's not a tragic character but it's like it's definitely sad that like that's that that's what his life has had to become yeah i get that uh, season 4 we're not really sure what's going on with his character yet uh you know, uh, the, the general consensus is that we're building up to because he says at the beginning, like he painted a picture and it's for somebody he loved and he wants to give the picture to Mike. So it's it's something it's probably something with him and Mike there okay. that we're going to do. Uh, so I mean, I'd I rather him and Mike be together than Mike and Eleven. So I'm fine with that. I mean, I mean, Mike just needs to die. Yeah, maybe he will. Who knows? But let's hope. Fingers crossed. But yeah, like so Will, I think Will's a misunderstood character and definitely an underutilized character uh especially considering that uh, fans recently found out that the duffer brothers completely forgot that it was his birthday at one point during the show like season during season four is uh his birthday and no one mentions it because the duffers legitimately forgot (laughs) wow all right who else you got uh that's it all right so my five honorable mentions i'll just run through them real quick because uh we mentioned them at one point or another at least most of them hopper nancy robin murray and joyce all right Here's my problem with Robin. Yeah. I liked Robin in season three. However, what they did with Robin is they flanderized her. They took her, you, you know, uh, smart ass mouth and just went, this is your character in season four now. Like, yeah, that's true. Th- th- think about every situation she's in in season four. She always has something fucking quippy to say. She just can't. She can't just fucking stand there mm-hmm. and not say anything. And you, I'm sure someone's going to read into that and be like, Dan, you're you're saying a woman is being mouthy. How dare you? <laughs> Just and stand I, there, Robin. What is wrong with you? Like, but like Nancy doesn't have a, a fucking quippy thing to say every three seconds. Yeah. Steve doesn't have a quippy thing, thing to say every three seconds. What about seconds? the thing when her and Nancy went to the psychiatric hospital to meet Freddy Krueger? That was cool. No, I mean, that was I cool. I love that sequence. Uh, it, like and she shut she shuts up there, but like outside of that, like I don't know, dude. I don't see her shutting up all that much. Like so, they've completely <laughs> you don't see com- the like woman. Said, you don't see the woman shutting up that much. Yeah, no. she needs to be put in her place and shut the fuck up. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This is joke. a joke. We're joking. Uh, uh, but no, like she she just needs to not have uh, and maybe because like they they try to brush it away by her by saying like her, she's socially awkward, but like you know. Maybe when flying bat-like creatures are flying at you, uh, you you don't like yeah. your social awkwardness doesn't mean you like have to quip every time like something ridiculously dark happens. Yeah, to you, to your you point, you can just let it happen. To your point, I feel like that's probably the writing for her character, but yeah, right. And that's what I mean by flanderized. Like they they're just like 
this is her archetype. This is it. Like, and that's what she is. And that's fine. And maybe, maybe, maybe the book, that, the audio book that they wrote about her, which is real and true. That is a real thing that fucking happened. Maybe it makes her less like that. Or maybe it explains more of her character backstory. But also like, no, you don't put a character backstory in a supplemental product. Mm, yeah, it's a good point. Because I mean, I, I didn't know it existed. So that's a good point. All right, uh, I tell you what, Dan. You know what it's time to do, man. We're gonna open up the old suggestion box and just kind of run. Well, I was hoping it was uh, going to be uh, Dan rants on uh, Netflix's business strategy. Uh, well, you have your show for that. We'll, that's we'll, true. We'll link them to it, so that's fine. They'll be able to find that. I got you to come out a little bit and you know talk about Stranger Things as strategic programming in the beginning. Oh so yeah, that's cool. of course, of course. All right, so over on the Facebook fan page, guys, make sure you check the show notes and join up over there. That's where I interact with my fans the most. I said, who are your favorite Stranger Things characters? Michelle, patron and friend of the show, says Argyle. There you go. We were just talking about that, dude. I mean, his, his, he's all, he want to talk about one note characters. <laughs> True, that yeah. like, I'm blazed. True. He is fun, though. I, I agree with her. Uh, Joey from So Wizard says his top three are Dustin, Nancy, and Robin. Is his number one, Dan? There you go. I mean, we, we, I've said my piece on there Robin. There you go. Uh, let's see. Chris Yanni, uh, patron and friend of the show, says Sean Astin as Bob. We think about uh, that stint. That was only season two. It was only season right? two. Yeah. It was only like six episodes. I, I don't know. Bob's like a fun, quirky side character, but like again, he's one of those side characters that doesn't get like Bob just dies because we <laughs> need Nancy. We we need uh, Joyce to go through more fucking trauma yeah. before yeah. Uh, her and Hopper can show any feelings for each other. Yeah, that was a bummer. I love Sean Aston, so that was that was a bummer. But I was glad that he had a stint on the show. Um, Joey Austin um, echoes Chris Yanni with. Bob. Let's see. Brady uh, from over there at Brain Stew says Steve, Lucas, and Hopper. We didn't mention Lucas yet. How do you feel about that character? You, you're not really uh, a fan of the kids in general, though. So uh, My problem with Lucas is that he's always this little, uh, and pardon my French here, pussy-ass bitch. <laughs> Like in seasons one and two, all he wants to do is go fucking home, and, and and like I get that you have to have that archetypical character in in like your Goonies type show, sure. But like that fucking sucks, dude. Like it, you, when you hear it for two straight seasons, that fucking sucks. Season three, he's a bit better. Season four, like there's this there's this interesting thing they could have done with him, but they almost immediately wrote it away like wrote away from that where like he's trying to become popular like he's he's on the basketball team he hits the game winning shot and mm -hmm. you're like okay cool and then like all the jocks go out on like this fucking manhunt and he's with them for all of about like four seconds before he's like i gotta get away from these guys like <laughs> yeah you know maybe yeah. maybe play out like him joining the group a little bit later in the show like i get why you have to have him there for the whole max scene at the end of season four or at the end of episode four but like write that shit later mm -hmm. in in the the season so that way we can continue to develop lucas's struggle regarding whether he wants to be a popular kid or whether or not he wants to hang out with his friends and like support them on their on their side on their journey to to figure out the upside down fair fair point Drew, our buddy, says, a uh, friend and patron of the show, says Dustin and Hopper are his two favorites. Good job, Drew. Jamie, my wife, uh, shared a gif of Hopper dancing. So I'm, okay. I'm assuming Hopper is her favorite, which surprised me. I, I gave a shocked gif reaction to her because, I don't know, it's like the... I mean, she ha he has more hair than you, so... The dad bod and everything. But yeah, he does have hair, so yeah. Oh, here you go. Uh, Jared, uh, top tier patron of the show, has a gif of Barb. Yeah, uh, no, wrong. So, uh, MacGuffin character at most. Uh, Barb no. is, is, is a memorable one, though. You know, I mean, people... No! People, you know, the justice for Barb thing and all that. 
You, you know why I remember Barb? Because four people on the internet can't shut the fuck up about Barb. Um, so Julio from The Contrarians, our, our mutual buddy and patron of the show, says Sam from, he says L-O-T-S, but I think he means Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah, he means Sean Astin. Yeah, I know, but he I think he means L-O-T-R. But anyway, it's Sean Astin. Winona, there you go. He shared, I, she was in my honorable mentions, Joyce. And his number one is Barb. Uh, and he's then, doing that to piss me off because he knows how much I dislike Barb. And then he says, also, whoever ends up killing Mike in a future episode is his favorite character by default. Yes. Uh, Amanda says, Hopper, give me that dad yes. bod, she says. Josh Ragland says, "Is there? can the upside down be a character? What do you think about that? If so, that's his choice. Uh, no, it's a location. Well, yeah, but some people say, like, you know, movies in New York, like New York's a character, you know? I thought, uh, I thought no, it was out of the New box. York's- New York is not a, a character. Also, hey, uh, cool thing. Uh, so Magic the Gathering did a Stranger Things product, and the Upside Down was actually uh, printed on a card. Oh, there you go. Well, that's cool. I didn't know that. Did I buy that set? Absolutely. Yeah, you did. Get my son some Pokemon cards, would you? Uh, he is not getting my expensive shit. Come on, dog. He's not. Or, no. You don't use them anymore. Make the kid happy. I don't care. They'll, they'll be worth money later, and he doesn't need money now. All right. Let's uh, shout out David Powell, and then we'll be done. Uh, patron in front of the show, David, says, Dustin, Steve, Joyce, and Jim. He thinks they're better when they're together. Max and Robin. And then he also second Julio's vote for the killer of Mike in the future. Everybody hates Mike. Uh, yes. Again, all my homies hate Mike. Yeah, they do. All right, so thank you guys so much for the feedback this week. And like I said, check the show notes to join up over there at the Facebook fan page if you have not already and get in on the conversation. Dan uh, from Netflix and Swill, he's hosting my show. He's doing his show. He's hosting Ashley's show. He's, I mean, he has a whole conglomerate going over there. So I really appreciate everything you do for me. And thanks for coming back to the return of the peas. I know you'll be back sooner than later. Now, this show, it's ironic because this show is where you're going to point them to right now. But just tell them what you want to tell them, how to find you and Caleb and do all that stuff in case there's anybody out there that doesn't know. Uh, the best way to find me is at NetflixAndSwill.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things Netflix sw- Netflix and Swill and Friends. Uh, so we have, of course, Netflix and Swill, the flagship show of the, the, the dot-com itself. We have Stacking Triggers, a Magic the Gathering podcast. We have Rabbit Ears TV podcast. We have Two Peas on a podcast. We also have uh, a rival streaming podcast show uh, called Apple Teeny <laughs> Plus, which, which posts whenever the fuck they feel like it. <laughs> There, I heard they're at least once a month, which is pretty good. Yeah, four four episodes in 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 four months. Yeah. One of them's uh, seven seconds, just so <laughs> that way they could reserve the RSS feed. Oh man, those guys are the worst over there at Apple Teeny Plus. But give them a listen as well. All right, Dan, um, you mean the world to me, and goodbye forever. Thank you for being here. Yeah, shut the fuck up, Joe. Right, see you next week, guys. Something you said I just died in your arms tonight